out there. It's April 11, 2018, and this is episode 7 of Video Games Were a Mistake. I have returned from PAX. I do not have the PAX pox, and I'm here with two wonderful gentlemen. I've got Jermaine with me. Hello. Live with the colored lights and all that fun stuff. <laughs> and I've got the always illustrious, impossible to duplicate, Ian Boudreaux. Ladies and gentlemen, greetings. That's not that not that you're hard to duplicate, Jeremy. Not, <laughs> not that you're cool. easy. Like not that I can't just find ten. Yeah, you know I get it. It is what it is. <laughs> I, mean, it's a, I was a copy paste anyway, so yeah, it's it's fine. It's green screen me out. <laughs> it's nice of you to say. Just that. green screen. Yeah. Let's just put it in. Another yeah, person. put it in the chat. Let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you guys been? Doing well. Man. It's been so yeah, long. It's been like Good, buddy. six months or feels like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been through some double. We've been through some times. Double digit yeah, days. God. What happened? Double digit. Um, what a great cast we put out last week. Right? Hey. Wasn't it fantastic? Oh man, when that one thing happened. <laughs> so, uh, you showed us the metrics, isn't it? Like our most popular episode was like. It's uh, close. Yeah. yeah, it's it's second, right behind the CFDs episode, but it's, <laughs> hey. it's like thirty seconds long, if oh, that. And I did not edit it at all because I I literally posted it from my phone. Nice. And uh, technology. Oh, wow. You know, the whole world listen. But remember when I said, I was like, people are going to want to know where we're at. So we got to see. You're correct. They will download. So, yeah, PAX. PAX. PAX happened. Boston. It was. Sh- yeah, you want to just uh, jump right in? Because yeah, I want to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. So, okay. I'm, I'm so I went to, to PAX, PAX and it was absolutely wonderful. Um, what is yes. going on here? I got a little situation happening with my overlay. That's fine. All right. So, I went to PAX. Um, it is in Boston. It was very cold. I'm like, I don't understand yeah. <laughs> what happened. Um, it's supposed to be spring, Massachusetts. It's April. It was like 30 degrees when I got off oh, the nice. plane. Um, so it dropped. Welcome to my latitude. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's like up here. So when I got on the plane <laughs> in Charlotte, it was 70 degrees. Mm. And when I got mm. off the plane, it was 30. Jeez. So that was fun. <laughs> I also had to come straight from work, so I was in a straight-up suit. Um, so I roll in, and uh, so for those who, who don't know, maybe don't follow me on social media, so I worked with uh, Larian, Larian Studios, the, the developer that made Divinity Original Sin nice. 2. And I... Uh, Fantastic game. Uh, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I've sunk like 80 hours Ooh, in that game. Jeez. Um so I volunteered with them at their booth um, along with like 10 other people, which was really cool because everyone that works at the Larian booth is always a volunteer. Um, so they bring like four or five of their employees and then they to bring community members in to, to work um, at the booth, which is really neat because it, it, it makes for a really cool vibe because everybody that's there is super excited. Is an enthusiast. Yeah, they they want to yeah. Yeah, exactly. So everybody there is super pumped about the game, right? And let me just say that Larian's booth was unbelievable oh, and it was just it was I would argue, I mean it it wasn't the most expensive booth at PAX, but it was the coolest because so Larian in case you don't know is putting out Divinity on consoles um, this right. summer um, in August. Um, which is a big thing because um, a lot of people played the first one co-op on consoles and it still hasn't come out yet. So a lot of people are really chomping at the bit 
So they announced that, but also the preview build that they had there was a split screen co-op build, mm. right? So like, you, you know, because mm. Divinity is one to four player co-op, right? But I mean, it's straight up split screen, like right down the middle. Um, and they had setups where, and so, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, now you can coach co- couch co-op it, um, which is a cool idea, but it's hard to replicate at, you know, a con because you go in and, you know, you're like standing there and you, maybe you have your buddy. And so they hand you, so what, what Larian did is they actually brought couches Oh, nice. and their whole booth was built around. That's really cool. Roughly like, I think it was a dozen Holy couches crap. that you could sit on and wow. like play divinity. And it was awesome. I mean, it was so cool. Um, also they've made a ton of improvements to that game. Like they fixed the inventory system, which I thought was sort of wonky. Um, you know, you kind of worked around it. Um, so you can see all the party's inventory. Um, they did some stuff around that. That's helpful. Yeah. Yep. And the okay. journal stuff is the biggest change, I think. Um, so they, the journal in that game is like notoriously bad. <laughs> it's just not very uh-huh. good. It's it's really hard to understand. Divinity is one of those games that a lot, not a lot of people mm-hmm. finish, and I think it's because it's really long. And what happens is you leave, you leave it and you come back and you have no idea where anything uh. is. Like that's what's about to happen to me when I jump back into there. Yeah. Cause I think I have like 15 or 20 hours in and I can't really remember what was happening, Yeah, but uh, I love it. I think it's great. And it's like for console owners, man, I mean, I think it's going to be a, such a good value. If you want to do any of that uh, co-op mm-hmm. uh, kind of, it's got to be one of the better, the best, I would say uh, co-op experiences that you can have. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Like I really am excited to, like I'm excited to play it again with the new the new stuff and I um I don't know I, I I'm just pumped about it. So one of the cool parts of it is that um it uh so they 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 made all these changes which is fantastic, right? So they've they fixed the journal so that you can actually figure out where you're supposed to go when you come back to the game and it's very clear. Um, that they, you know, they're just cool dudes. They're still working on their game. They're still doing Kickstarter updates. The game, you know, released, you know, on Steam last mm-hmm. year. They're still doing stuff. I mean, just the right kind of, of gaming company, right? And, you know, there was a story going around this week. And I don't want to, I don't want to like toot Larian's horn, but I mean, I literally spent like five days with them, right? right. And I mean, the, this is your experience of PAX, man. I don't, yeah. I don't blame yeah. you for, uh, for talking about so, the Larian. Bits I'll, a little I'll bit. get all the Larian love out of the way, <laughs> but like they were, they were just great. Could not have asked for a better experience. They, they treated us like royalty. Nice. Um, you know, they, they were just incredible. I mean, literally, you know, the, the wife of Sven, who is like the head guy at Larian during the con, like the, so, so that it's getting busy and, you know, we're helping people into the booth. And she's like running around asking all the volunteers, like, how are you? Do you need something to drink? Are you hungry? Do you need a break? Like, I mean, just, it's just a different, it's not what you would expect, right? They were just incredible to me. And, you know, I can't recommend it enough. If you're you're at all into that game and you want just a fantastic experience, watch, follow them on Twitter and just wait till they look for volunteers for PAX. And you should absolutely, I mean, it's, it's a great way to go to PAX. But so... Um, so that was great. Um, but the nice part about it was that Thursday I didn't have to work the show. So the way, you know, I worked three days and one of the days I was just completely off and I got to do it. And this is the very first Thursday I think the PAX has ever had. Right. right? 
Um, yeah, it's normally Friday through Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, so it's normally Friday, Saturday, Sunday. and With some Monday stuff sometimes. but Yeah, yeah. so this time they opened Thursday to everyone, um, which was amazing because no one was there. I mean, it was <laughs> it was probably a third of the people that are normally Holy packs, crap. right? Um, so I literally just walked around the show floor in one day and saw every game that I wanted to play. Every single game that I wanted to play, I just walked up and played. Nice. I, I didn't wait. I waited to play exactly one game, and that game was Drop Mix, oh. um, which, which had promo cards, which apparently are notoriously very, very hard to get. Um, and I'll go into that here in a minute, but drop mix is a really cool thing, but I waited five minutes to play drop mix and that was the extent of my That's waiting awesome. line. Yeah. Uh, and it was awesome. I mean, so if you get a chance to, if PAX continues to do the Thursdays, you should absolutely go and watch them that way. Um, on a Thursday. Yeah. Because it was, it was amazing. <clears throat> I mean, I did like an, I did an entire PAX again. I didn't do like the board game stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you're going to, I just want to see new games. I just want to, you know, do that kind of thing. Like, that is a hundred percent the way to do it. I mean, it was unbelievable that way. Um, so that was great. So and I, so I'll talk a little bit about some of the stuff that. Uh, so have you before I, I get into that? Have you guys been to PAX? Like, have you had good experiences at PAX? Have you had bad experiences at PAX in the past? <laughs> Uh, so I've been, uh, let's see, two PAXs. They were both in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was amazing. Uh, it was when I was heavy into, uh, gaming website. I think we mentioned it, Destructoid at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool seeing everybody that you talk to online, um, hanging out, having drinks, playing games. The second year, I'm not going to go into what happened because it's traumatizing. Uh, yeah, oh. I might tell you guys offline because it's really I because I don't know who's watching. I don't know if this dude's still alive, but uh, <laughs> let's just say it involved uh, shit all over the walls. Oh, no. I'll just say that. I'll just yeah. Oh it was, no. no, there was a it was, oh no fecal It was intense. Yeah. So that one not so much, but other than that, Pax itself is at the time it was like still growing. It was a great great venue for gamers. I heard it was a little more crowded now, so I don't know how that would play out, but I enjoyed my time there. Mine was, uh, so PAX Prime in 2016, and I went as press to, mm-hmm. yeah, Seattle. Uh, it was interesting, because, I mean, I had mostly um, appointments, so I wasn't, like, on the show floor a whole lot. It was basically bouncing around from, uh, you know, different, either, you know, like, developers will have... Uh, you know, either a, a little room to talk with press in or they'll have an event where, you know, people get to try out, say, like, I got to, you know, play a little bit of uh, Final yeah. Fantasy fifteen. It was great. But the getting there and getting back was a total disaster. Um, my flight from New York uh, was supposed to go through Chicago and then San Francisco yeah. ended up to Seattle. Well, at some point, they decided that it wasn't going up to, there was no flight going to San, to, from San Francisco wow. to Seattle anymore. So half the people on the plane who were planning on going to Seattle uh, were out of luck. Uh, anyway, so I found a couple other people who were heading up there, and we rented a van and drove from San Francisco to Seattle. And if, like me, uh, you're not really familiar with the size of the geography of the West Coast, 
San Francisco and Seattle are a long yeah. way away uh-huh. from each other. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we drove like overnight. Um, I think we got into to San Francisco probably around 6, 6.30. We, got, we were out of there probably 7.30 or 8. And then we pulled into uh, SeaTac Airport probably 14 wow. hours later. Nope. Um, so I, I had time to uh, get on my um, to, to drop my bags off at the hotel. And uh, and then uh, just basically run over to my first appointment. I had to I had to cancel a couple of them, but so that so I was kind of on my back feet. But I had a blast. It was so much fun. There was there. I mean, they had um, Final Fantasy fifteen was coming out, and so Square Enix was all over the place. They'd gotten a bunch of Ubers and put chocobo feathers <laughs> on the back of them. It was super dumb. Uh, but uh, <laughs> like, there's just I mean, it was huge too. I mean, I I really didn't realize the the scale so it has gotten pretty gigantic i think uh, especially over the last few years yeah but I, I had a good time i mean i really loved it it was crazy like so i haven't been in many 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 years to pax um and i've been to pax only to the pax prime or what the one in right. seattle right and uh i went many many years ago when i was really into, into magic the gathering and uh, you know so i was i was playing magic at pax actually and um I had a great time back then, but it was not the show that it is now. I mean, it is huge. I mean, just every vendor in the universe, and it's three stories, and it was just, like, right. nuts. Um, so it's much, much larger. For games, it's almost eclipsing yeah, yeah. E3, I feel. It, like, it's a bigger deal for games than E3 is. Like, I mean, everybody's yep. kind of bailing on E3. It was crazy how big it was. I mean, I was so shocked and how much there was to see. I mean, uh, it, I mean, the indie mega booth stuff was unreal. Um, you know, I, I saw a lot of that. I mean, that, that booth takes up, I, I would argue that the Indie Mega booth is maybe larger than like a lot of cons. Like (laughs) it's, it's so big, like some small little, you know, cons. I mean, it is massive, you know, they call it a booth, but it is like a huge percentage of the floor. I mean, it, it, it's gotta be 30% of the, of the floor at max, you know, and it's just all of these indie Mm -hmm. games. And, uh, you know, it was uh, Kelly Wallach is just killing it with that thing. I mean, it is so big. She's she's a person that set it up and it is just like crazy how many games are. I mean, you walk through there and you see games that you've never heard of. And I mean, just all kinds of quality mm-hmm. stuff in there. Um, I spent a lot of time at the Indie Mega Booth. So so on Thursday, you know, and there's never enough time yeah, to see. There's never enough there time. Either. But, uh, you know, but yeah. I had it was nice because it wasn't so wall to wall that I could just get to the games that I wanted to see. And I didn't feel rushed. You know, I didn't feel like I had to, to zoom through. Um, so a couple of things that he did see there that I was super blown away by. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of go through them quick because I don't want to sit here and, you know, yammer on games forever. Or, well, I guess that's <laughs> what we're here for. But, yeah, well, that's kind of what we're doing. But, yeah, but games fine. that maybe you guys yeah. haven't seen. So, so I think for me, you know, so I, I saw the new version of Divinity, which is, is real cool, the console version that comes out in August. Um, if you know whether you want that or not already, right? If you if you like that sort of RPG, like just buy that thing if you don't own it already. Um, so is there going to be a concurrent patch yeah. for the PC version? Yeah, so they're going to they're going to patch the PC That's version, good. you yeah. know, as well. Um, and uh, most of this, I think, all of that stuff will just sort of move over. I don't have like exact details of what is in the console version versus. Again, we were seeing yeah. a preview build yeah. of it, and you're talking August, so things could change. Um, 
So I saw that. But that's pretty much what they did with the first one, too, I think. Like, the Enhanced Edition came out, and that, like, updated everything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so, moving on. Yeah. So I saw that, Sorry. and I, you know, I highly recommend that game. Um, I also, speaking of older games that I saw that, that were there, I saw the Dark Souls version for the oh. Switch. Um, saw that at the Switch booth. That game is sweet. Um, it is, I actually thought I wouldn't even notice them doing the graphic because when I saw a video of the graphical stuff uh-huh. that they're doing to that game, um, I was like, eh, you know, okay, sure. It looked real good. On now, the- was it real mobile good. version you saw, or was it on the TV? So they had it. No, they had it on TV, but they had okay. both, and then they had it on. They gave you a pro controller, nice. and it controlled great. Um, and I was super impressed with it. And it ran. It ran excellent. There was a guy next mm-hmm. to me. That was in Blight Town, and I don't know if you ever played Dark Souls originally, <laughs> you would get into Blight Town, and the game would just like it was a slideshow. It was, just, it was really bad. It would go down to like 15 frames per second. It was, it was rough. You know, it was it was. I think that well, if you're a purist, I think you know you have to experience Blight Town in the way that its creator intended, which is in cinematic 12 frames per second. You know, that it's part of than, the game really sucks, cinema. and I actually bounced off Dark Souls the first time in Blight Town. Oh wow! That's so oh, terrible. It's so yeah. bad, and so um, I saw that it looked awesome. So if you're again, I think that's another game where like if you're gonna buy Dark Souls Remastered, you kind of know you're gonna buy Dark Souls right. Remastered on the Switch. Some people maybe just purchase Switch and they're looking for you know games to play on it. Like you know, if you're into that, <laughs> you know. I, some people waited yeah, forever to buy yeah. that console. Um, they were stubborn. Oh, oh, what's that? Yeah. What's that? That's a cool phone. <laughs> Look, here is it is. Yeah, Note yeah, Nine. It's a, my, it's a large phone. Cell yeah. phone. <laughs> so for those those listening to the podcast, uh, that, that yeah. doesn't translate super well. But Ian just held up his switch. Uh, yeah, I do have a switch now. I, I, I uh, decided I was going to take the plunge. But uh, yeah, we can talk more about that uh, in a little bit. Good, but uh, yep, but I'm very glad. That I'm a, I'm the proud owner of a, of a Nintendo Switch Rex. console. That's awesome. Welcome. Good for you. <laughs> so, three other things that I want to talk about, and then I'll, I'll leave Pex alone. So, I, I played Drop Mix again. It only took me five. It took me. I sat in a huge line of, of five minutes uh, to play Drop Mix because um, someone requested the promos, and he was like, "I gotta have them. I gotta have them." And I was like, "Fine, I'll you know I'll get your promos." Which yeah. Tell me about Drop Mix, because this is something that I have uh, kind of missed. Yeah, so this is the thing that apparently it took Harmonix four years Holy to make. Holy crap. Right. So I, I was sort of like, right. what is this thing? I've never heard of it. I mean, I, I knew that they made a thing, but I had no idea what it was. I'm going to tell you, Drop Mix is pretty, pretty cool. Really? All right. I, I, okay, so what it is is, so imagine like a, it kind of looks like a, so if you were playing Hearthstone, mm-hmm. right, and you had, like, the middle board right in front right. of you, and it had, yes. like, five cards on it, right? So imagine that that is now, like, in the real world, <laughs> right? And it's, like, this thing that sits on the table and has five slots, okay? okay? And, it, and so on the there's colors on the slots. So you have five card slots, you know, on this mm. thing. And it's about, I don't know, it's about the size of a Switch, maybe a little longer. It's real thick. Okay. Okay. It's thick, um, and you know it's about as thick as maybe like a little thicker than like your TV remote. 
right? So it's it's about as long as a switch okay. and about as thick. So it's this thing, and you set cards on top of it. And on the end, on one of the ends, is a slot where you put. I th- it's a. They had an iPad in it. I think you could also put a phone in it, right? And that. Then you plug in this thing into the headphone jack, and it like does things. It plays stuff. So, so then. So all of your like display for the game is on the the iPad or whatever device that you sort of set on the right. side, and then there's cards. It's a deck building game. That and the cards have chips in them, right? So there's cards in these chips, but the technology is like incredible. So the point of of so what Drop Mix is is it's it's a card versus game based around music because obviously it's harmonics right. and each of the slots are different parts of the music. So you're making a song out of all of these cards. Okay. And the cards you buy in like booster packs, kind of, um, there's okay. tons of them. Right. And it's ranging. I mean, they had like pop music, you know, classic music. Um, you had themes from TV shows and movies and you have, uh, so, for instance, like the the promos that I got were the GI Joe theme song <laughs> from the cartoon and a, a song from Pyre. So that's how wildly and like, and it's real pop music too. It was like Bruno Mars and you know, uh, okay, you know Diana Ross, I will survive. All kinds of just craziness, mm-hmm. right? So what it does is when you put these cards onto the thing, it knows the card and it says, oh. This is the loop. This is the baseline. This is the key or right. whatever. I don't know anything about music. I'm, I'm an idiot. So, but you put these things in and it creates like this loop that goes forever. It'll just run. So to me, I was immediately like, wow, this is like the coolest party thing ever. Cause you just sit it there with like a million cards. Cause that's how they have it set up. So you walk up, they've got this dude and they've got this thing on the table with these cool Logitech speakers plugged into it that are color sensitive. Right, so they change colors as they play according to the colors that you're putting on the thing. So the tech here is incredible because, so they have like a whole bunch of cards and you're putting them on here, and, and as you swap them out, the the beat changes, the music changes, whatever. Um, and then, but the coolest thing is like the pad that you're you're looking at it on. It knows if you put cards on top of the other cards. Mm-hmm. Right. And it knows the order that they're in. Right. So, for instance, like there's deck building to it where. So you're sitting there and like you have to build a legal, you know, you're playing against other players. Right. So you'll sit there and um, they'll, he goes, look, it, it's really um, impressive how it works. And he just picks up he literally like so there's just cards all over the place when I walk yeah. over there, you know. If you remember, like, your room back in the day when you would have magic <laughs> cards all over something or, or Pokemon cards or whatever the cards were that you were into. Um, and he would just scoops up, like, a whole handful of them, like, right off the table. And he just drops, like, a whole stack of them onto one okay. of the slots, uh-huh. right? And it tells him exactly how many of every wow. card is in there. It knows, is this a legal deck? It knows all of these what? things. So the tech is, like, unbelievable. I mean, it was just shocking how, how well it worked. And it's totally. It sounds like a space game. Yeah. It blew me away, like how cool it was. I have no idea how the game plays. I (laughs) I was about to say, is it score based? But I was so blown away by this thing that they Uh had. 
And the way they were demoing it, their booth was really clever because they had this DJ at the front of the booth, mm-hmm. and he had the thing, you know, so he has the drop mix board, and he had a whole mixing setup, and he was doing an entire DJ set using only the drop wow. mix thing and, like, remixing stuff. That it sounds was awesome. Fucking, it was fucking oh my cool. God. Like, I was... I had never seen drop. It, it's expensive. I was about to say, like, it's I think pricey. the thing is like, it's like 160 bucks. Wow. Right? Yeah, it's not cheap. Oh, right? well. I, I want to say that's how much Jeez. it was. I could be, you know, misquoting, but I, I want to say. I don't know. That sounds like yeah, such that a good time. Fun, it was cool. I mean, super cool. I was, I was very impressed by all yeah. the, every every time this guy was like, watch this, and he would like put stuff on the thing, and it knew, and it would change, and it would change immediately. I was like, this is the coolest thing to just have like. A hundred of these cards sitting Ooh. there and let people just come up and like in a party and just like that's the music because it, it'll run forever on that loop. That's what I was just going to ask. Like, is it something that you could play like like have in a party situation? It's totally like, like this work? weird instrument, right? Like instead of having like a, you know, every party, like every successful party mostly that I go to anymore has like some sort of music station where oh, yeah. like somebody will because somebody will be like, you know what? I want to hear something, and they once you have the impetus, some dude will be go and be the yeah, DJ for a while sure. and like fiddle around, and then he leaves, and then somebody eventually wanders over. The idea of having this thing like <clears throat> sitting there, playing, man. All right, I could see it. All right, so I looked it up. I'm kind of interested. I looked it up on Amazon because I'm intrigued. Sixty bucks. No shit. Wait, what? It's that so cheap it's now? the $60? the board you were talking about. Sixty different cards. Yeah, yeah, and sixty bucks. Okay, yeah. So, it, but it, MSRP originally was like a hundred yep, bucks. Exactly. On the thing, right? Yeah. And then like there were kits and yeah, stuff, there's a so. bunch of kits. But there's, and you need all of these cards. So I think to really like get going, because yeah. basically I asked the guy like, how much does it cost to like really get going? He was like, it's about on. Yeah, that it looks like. But I think you can get started. For sixty, I might. I'm, you might have just spent sixty bucks of my money. <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of neat. I gotta be honest with you; it was pretty freaking cool. I was pretty Man. impressed. Um, so, drop mix is All cool. Right. Like I, I highly. So, and that's yeah. that's out now, huh? Yeah, it's it's been out for. I a can while. get it okay. tomorrow. I made it a apparently. while ago. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had never seen it. Never. I knew that it existed, but exactly. I never actually like held it. I had no idea what it was. Um, man, that thing is cool. I hope. How did the How did the cards feel? Like, did they feel substantial? Really okay. good. They They feel just like a normal card. You can see very lightly where the chip nice. is, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not like a big chunky right. thing. I mean, it it feels just like a card. Huh. Um, you can see the outline of where they put the gotcha. chip in it. But it's yeah, it's that's... fine. I mean, they they're definitely not cheap for, by yeah. any means. <laughs> so drop mix is right. cool. You should totally check it out. So, all right. Then I played like three games that are like bigger. I think at least two of them are bigger, and one is kind of like a smaller thing. But you'll know the company that made it, right? So I'll start with the indie one. This was part. This was sort of the the big game that I saw, and it, it was sort of in the outskirts of the indie mega booth. There's a game called Below. Oh, you got that? Yes. I got to play Below um, in 4K. What? And um, it's it's running 4K. That game, I was super impressed with it. So Below is the next game from Cappy Games. And those are the guys that made Sword and Sorcery. 
Um, that's the biggest game that I can think of. They made some other stuff too, but the one that I have played was Sword and Sorcery. Um, and it reminds me of... Have you guys ever played Jotun or um, Titan Souls? I've watched people play it. So yes. Okay. Titan Souls I have, yeah. It reminds me a ton of Titan Souls. Okay. So it's really... You're basically like, you know, so you're looking down. Uh, it's like a Zelda-esque sort of thing, you know, where old school Zelda where you're like looking at the guy, but he's really small, like really small on the screen, and the, the world is huge. Um, and the thing that stood out here for me is like Titan Souls looked cool and had like unbelievable art, but there was a quality to the animation that, you know, it's sort of like you tell it was indie, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. The game is awesome, but the, but this game, like that little guy, had incredible animation. Like he's running through. There's a the, the part that they put you in. Like you're in the grass, and like you run through like this field of grass, and all of the grass is like swaying in the wind, and it, he and it's parting mm-hmm. as he runs through it, and you've got a lantern in your hand. And so there's all this, like, dynamic lighting that's happening off of this grass as it swings. And that game looks cool. Uh, I, I got no I, – like, I just wandered around for, like, <laughs> ten minutes. I didn't fight anything. Nice. Um, but I just walked around and was, just, like, so shocked by, like, how it looked when I swung the sword and, like, cut the grass. And um, that game looks cool. I mean – And it's been in the pipeline for – yeah, four years been a, now. Been a while. I want to say, like, I, I just remember here seeing it like at E three a while back. But I mean, now I kind of does, you feel like it's making sense why it's. I played it. It's taking I a little while. I played it. It's real and it is <laughs> yeah. very pretty. Um, it looks really cool. Um, and it ran. This did not run like some sort of like beta. It it looked. I mean, it, it was clearly running in four K. Nice. You know, on very nice TVs, and, and they had it set up, and it was it was great. Um, it's going to be ready when it's when it's yeah, out. It sounds so, like so that thing's going to be ready. So then I played two big ones. Oh. I played uh, Detroit Become Human. I got okay. I got to play the a, a about I think about ten minutes of that game. It was a solid. Yeah. I played through an entire sequence. Where okay. um, what felt kind of like a demo, maybe this would be what they would release as a right. demo. Um, it's like you're so if you if you never heard of Detroit Become Human, this is David Cage. David uh, Cage. You know, the, this is you know Heavy Rain, yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So you kind of again, I think this is one of those games you kind of know if you're into that kind of game or not. I like them. A lot of people don't. I get it. Um, it looked. Incredible! It was the best looking game what? that I played there. Yeah, yeah, they, they always look fantastic. It, I mean, that's it was next level. The the facial stuff and I mean, it, all of his games always yeah. look like, like Beyond Two Souls looked in. I think Beyond Two Souls is them as yep. well, right? Um, yes, yeah, incredible. Just the facial stuff was <laughs> unbelievable. It looked like real people, you know. And so you're like this android, and you're like a hostage negotiator. Um, so you're going around this, the, the demo that they put you in is this Android has like gone awry. He's, he's gone rogue. Uh, so in this, in this future, you have Androids that are like in people's houses or your Butler, they kind of take care of your kids, whatever. Um, and one of them has went nuts and like killed the oh, family wow. and is holding the daughter hostage. Okay. Um, 
so you roll in and and the the apartment is just in shambles it's like this high rise and um you're trying to put together the clues of what happened in the apartment and then as you're doing that you're increasing your percentage and it's clearly every time you do something oh. it gives you a percentage of success okay. right it says like this percentage of success you're walking around and you're you're trying to find clues so that you can eventually that sort of builds to this crescendo of you talking to the android who is very visibly upset yeah. and he's basically on the outside i think they've shown quite a bit of this so i don't feel like i'm spoiling anything but you know there's basically yeah, I mean, an android and he's holding this little girl and he's right on the edge of the super high rise right. right and he's got a gun on her and it's just a very tense like hostage Man. situation um, and you're trying to talk him down. That game, the mechanics are a little wonky, like the way you pick things. They're doing some weird things where, like, you sort of like some of their other games where it's like, oh, I want to pick this thing up, so I have to push down and then over, uh, you know, to pick it up. So it's got that kind of goofiness right. to it. It didn't get in the way that bad, but there was, like, two or three times it was like, can I just pick this thing right. up? Um, it's doing a lot of the Batman stuff where, you know how Batman will, like, scan things? And then reconstruct the sure. crime scene in the in the Arkham games. There was a lot of that. Um, I was going to say on that control thing, uh, a game I thought did that real well was uh, Alien Isolation, mm -hmm. where it kind of it added this weird sense of physicality to what you were doing, like whether you were saving your game or opening a door or something like that. I think that's yeah. it's a neat idea. I don't know if it always works. It, but, it sort yeah. of worked. In, in once or twice it worked. Two or three times I was like. This is weird. I wish I could just pick this Man, thing up. Right? I just remembered. I um, played Heavy Rain with the damn move controllers. Because that was an option. I wonder. They're probably ooh, not wow. going to do that for this one. Though. I don't know. This felt like a... There was pieces of this when I was doing it on the controller that I was thinking, man, this would be oh, great man. with like a Vive wand or like a, a, a Switch. I mean, this game will clearly not come to Switch. <laughs> That's too much. Not happening. The way that it looks... It, could I mean, play it on potato mode on Switch. It'd be great. I mean, but with that sort yeah. of motion control would totally huh. work. Right. Um, yeah. Mm. It, it felt very motion control. It was like push down, swipe over to gotcha. the right, you know, and like they're doing some interesting things with the touchpad. Nice. Finally. You know, so somebody. like whenever he pulls up like a phone, when he pulls up a phone mm. and you're touching. So, no, at one point I pick up someone's like uh, tablet in the apartment and he's swiping through things and I'm swiping. Off That's kind of cool. Uh, which was kind of yeah. neat. Like I was like, OK, all right, I'm with this. I thought it was. It feels like very few games yeah. like have taken advantage of that dual shock feature. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was awesome. I was super impressed by it. Um, I was kind of blown away, to be honest. I I think that game looks beautiful. His storytelling is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like it's his spin on Blade Runner a little bit. Yeah. So it it is. It, it's very that like, are we live? You right. Know? Can I lie? Like, there's a lot of morality that the android kind of goes through because he's talking to another android and he's trying to talk him down, but he wants to save the girl. And you know, is it a? Uh, and he makes. Is it dialogue choices or? Okay. It is. Yeah, there's dialogue choices, and it, it has this huge like branching paths of like what could right. happen. You know that it shows you at the end, and it's oh, like man. here's all the, and it's just giant. There was like, the scenario that I played had like uh, I think ten different. Ways that it could. Yeah, been. I'm definitely gonna play um, it. I'm looking forward to it as much as I talk I, shit about it. <laughs> originally, when I saw that game, I was like, "Oh, here uh -huh. we go again," you know. But I, man, every time like I've seen anything about that mm. game, and now actually physically like playing right. it, 
I'm that game. There's tech in that game that is you could tell they just threw money oh, yeah, at that game. For sure, because it is beautiful. Sometimes that's super fun too. Like just yep. looking at money on the screen. Like uh, Ubisoft oh, yeah. games are like that for me. Yeah. Like I, I picked up Assassin's Creed Origins and like I just run around in photo <laughs> mode. Yeah, and it's and just you like just look around. Yeah, like, I don't care. Oh, that cost. <laughs> it's, it's just like man, yeah. This is this was expensive. Yeah. Oh my god! Holy moly! How much did it cost <laughs> to make him you know move that way? But uh, yeah, it was cool. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. Nice. And then, last but not well, I'll be I'll be excited to hear it hear about it from you guys <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> last but not least, and this was my surprise game of the show that I'd never heard about before, but apparently a lot of people have. Uh, I played Phantom Doctrine, um, which is hmm. a game. I'm gonna forget the name of the guys that made it. Hold on, it is by a company called Creative Forge um, who made Hard West. Uh, that's the big game. Oh. Uh, that they, 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 the most recent thing that they made. Um, so they made Hard West, and this is not Hard West. It is very <laughs> different. <laughs> um, it is, I mean, it is, in that Hard West was like a tactical thing. Mm. This is sort of similar. Um, this is Cold War XCOM. Wow. So it's alternate history Cold War XCOM. Okay. And their booth was I'm in. super cool, right? It's this, like, bunker. And they had all of this, like, old-timey radios. And, you know, you felt like you were, like, an underground, you know, uh, re- rebel, you know, working. And then, so their computers were in there. Trying to make it a checkpoint, Charlie. <laughs> really neat, you know. And uh, yeah. so they, they it is, like, a turn-based tactical thing. Uh, set in an alternate history where the Cold War is still happening. Um, uh, you know, the the storyline, I think they're kind of keeping sort of muddy on purpose, right? Um, but you have very individual characters, unlike in XCOM, where you kind of have, um, you know, they're soldiers and you sort of, you know, you have different classes, but they're not really that different. Um, this was like, all of my characters were wildly different, every single one that I had, and I had probably eight of them. A lot of interesting choices that they're making. Um, there's not a a to hit percentage like XCOM mm-hmm. has. Um, there is just mm-hmm. it's just you shoot a guy. Oh wow! And it does X number of damage, right? Uh, which was nice. It, it, you know, that's one of my problems with XCOM is I feel like there's a bit of RNG there that I'm not super cool right. with. Um, that I don't really like. Um, I mean, they they tell you what it is, yeah. but it still feels unfair. Like, that yeah. was a headshot. You know, Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you're you know you're a foot exactly. away from the alien and it's like ninety five percent a hit and you just like fire off and just that's where you delete yeah. the game and like, move oh, on. That's... <laughs> exactly. Yes. I think that's, that nope. To a, never gonna play I think this again. To a lot. Definitely happened to me. I was like, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It's funny, uh, I just heard a GDC talk by Jennifer Sherlock, and she was uh, talking about hidden game mechanics. And uh, one of the things that she brought up is that if you if you tell players what the odds are, uh, they expect different odds. Like, if, if you show a player a 50-50%, uh, like, if you've got a 50-50% chance of, of success, players will expect oh, yeah. to succeed yeah, yeah. 100%. I was just about to say, that's 90%. What are you talking so, about? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you're... you're you get 50-50 and you and you oh, with yeah, you're always sure. going to be mad. So I mean it's it, it, anyway, but yeah, a little side diversion. Yeah, so uh, 
It was nice. Anyway, but this this does away with that <laughs> all. Does away together, with it all yeah. together. And they've done a system kind of along the lines of um, uh, you've got a dodge mechanic, mm-hmm. but it's clear when they're going to dodge, right? Like you know if they're going to dodge or not. So like, sort of. And I got a little bit of the end of the breach feel where I felt better about what was happening because I I knew. Now, I didn't know what they were going to uh-huh. do, right? But I knew if I move my guy here and I do this much damage, this guy is dead. And um, that was really nice. But they're also using, like, support characters. I also got a very... You could feel them being influenced. And I, I, I'm sure this was in development before Metal Gear, probably. But there was definitely some Metal Gear Solid Five like, feel to it where... Um, you know, so you have the support characters in Metal Gear Solid Five, and you kind of pick one. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, like, the dog or, you know, the horse or, you know, quiet or, you know, however this works. And you would so, – so at certain points, if you're not familiar with Metal Gear, it's like a stealth – I think most people are. But it's a stealth thing, and you go in and, like, try to fight dudes. Well, quiet in Metal Gear Five, you call her in, and she's a sniper, and she'll just, like, kill dudes. So you have that. You have these support characters that you can use – in Phantom Doctrine, so you have a sniper guy. Um, you also have a, a guy with a grenade launcher who looks... <laughs> I mean, he's just this dude, and he's just like, you know, punk, you know? It, it, it's funny, because it's a little cutscene. He's not actually on screen, so you can kind of pick at the beginning of the mission, like, you know, I want these guys actually on the map, but then I want these guys, my support characters, not on the map, because I want to be able to just snipe a guy at certain points. And you have to choose, like, the sides that you put them right. on as well. So you go, I have a sniper. So it's like off-map artillery. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yep. So, sure. and there's, uh, you know, the the mission that I was on, I was trying to, like, get this guy. And there's side missions within the mission. So it was, it was like, I'm, I'm storming a building, and I have two agents that are inside that are already at cover. You know, so they've, like, infiltrated the restaurant. And so it's a big restaurant and it, with a hotel in it. And so... I've got two people in the kitchen who are undercover, and then I've got, you know, guys, like, storming the building, and I'm trying to get a hostage out of the basement and then capture this dude without killing him. Jeez. Um, it's it's a lot to, to take in. Like, it, you know, this is going to be one of those games. You, like, look it up in Steam. It's called Phantom Doctrine. Yeah. But it Definitely. is. Uh, it was so much fun to play it, and I was re- literally, like, my time with the game ended, and I was like, I just want to play, more <laughs> you know, um, very mm-hmm. pumped. And then, and then a whole base building aspect to it as right. well, like XCOM, where you're, you know, you're trying to build up your guys. And I love that stuff. And man, it, it hit home for me. I don't know. Again, I don't have to try it in the comfort of my own, but in the like bunker that I was in, which is what their booth <laughs> awesome. was. And I'm like, you know, playing it and the, the it's raining uh, and it, it was, it was neat. That sounds um, cool. That game looks it looks amazing, um, and they were super excited to show it to me. Um, so that was that was sort of my PAX experience. And then there were a lot of things that happened at PAX that I can't really go into. <laughs> um, that <laughs> how was the like honestly no like how was the uh, yeah, off the shore floor it was like uh, like was everybody party so, yeah, it was yeah. it was a wild. It was a wild party. Oh, so I also went to two two panels mm-hmm. uh, while I was at PAX. I went to one about uh, streaming and the reality of what it is to be a full time stri- Twitch streamer, um, uh, moderated by the the wonderful Susan Rent, 
um, who is just such a cool person. Oh, nice. And hilarious. Yeah. And a great person to, to moderate that sort of panel because she is not a, not a streamer, right? <laughs> She's you know, the most, like, sort of stalwart game journalist person, you know, and, and so you've got her up there and she's, she's not on the younger side of, you know, she's our age, right? right. Like, so she's, she's up. Oh there. yeah. Yeah. She's old guard. She's up to, there yeah. and it's all these like kids, um, <laughs> stream, you know, like I think one of the girls actually, when I was, I was in the workforce. So it's four streamers that they're talking to. And one of them, I was in the work before before this person was born. Wow. Um, wow. You know, and now mm. she has this huge audience. So uh, how was the panel? And yeah. It was really? great. It was fantastic. So it had it had Garrett from Loading Ready okay. Run. Um, so he oh. was talking about it. And then his sister, uh, Kate Stark, who was excellent. And then a wonderful girl named uh, Continue is her That's name awesome on name. Twitch. <laughs> um, it was a great yeah, name. And it was – I I sort of hit most with her because she's the, like, grinder of the group. Yeah. Where all of them are like, yeah, I got partnered almost immediately. Yeah. And another one was like, I got partnered in two months. Wow. And she's like, it took me like two yeah. years. Or, you know, <laughs> nice. I, mean, I streamed 10 hours a day. You know, I mean, she just b- busted her That's ass awesome. and made it happen. And I was very – and she does a bunch of work for St. Jude. And it was it was cool to see that. Yeah. And then the other panel that I went That's to really good. that was really surprising was the uh, – I went to – a panel about breaking down <coughs> barriers in the gaming industry. Uh, and it was it was dev geared panel. Felt like something you would go to at GDC, right? right? Um, sure. But the cast was amazing. It was uh, so I'm going to try to remember everybody that was on this panel. So it was uh, so it's moderated by Chris Remo from Idle Thrones. Awesome. Um, which is so, already yep. I'm I, that's actually why I was there to be honest. <laughs> exactly. I was just bowing down in awe of his his podcast career, right? <laughs> um, and then the, I believe the co-founder of Devolver was there. I, I feel bad. I can't remember his name. Uh, but he was... Not Fork Parker. No, the other guy. <laughs> I can't think of his name. The guy who exists. I, I can't think of his name. He was super, super, you know, engaging and awesome. Um, so I, I, I saw that. Um, uh, it was, uh, Kelly Wallach from the Indie Mega Booth was there. Mm-hmm. Um, a gentleman that was, and I feel bad I'm forgetting names now, but a gentleman that was part of the first, one of the first developers in Mexico to publish a game on all of the platforms at once. What? Um, he just recently did it. The game, he had a, a big, long, um, talk about, his uh his experience sort of setting up um you know in mexico and like what the game industry is like there and man like it's tough for a game developer in mexico um because sure i mean yeah you probably don't have a lot of the infrastructure and support network that you'd have if you're you know starting in austin or the bay area or something like that i mean it's all right off the shelf there yeah, that and yourself, yeah. apparently there's this sort of subculture in Mexico where they don't like things like if you live in Mexico, you don't like things that are from Mexico. Really? Like there's sort of this sort of self-hatred huh. Huh. weirdness um, that he, he talked at length about. And these are his words, not mine, obviously. Um, that was, you know, kind of a bummer. And then uh, two other great the, the 
founder of Kit Fox, who's making that cool boyfriend dungeon game, um, mm-hmm. which is a, a crazy, hilarious looking game where you date your weapons. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then one more it's woman. A- I, I, I feel so bad. I can't remember her name, but she's like a, a game jam person. She, she self-identified as like the, the main, the first woman game jammer um and san francisco okay it was, it was just an incredible panel but it was crazy because so you have all these like heavy hitters of the industry and there was literally 20 people there. oh wow ah, yeah. it's a shame were, were there some like key takeaways that you thought um they came up yeah, with yeah so so okay so thankfully kryptonite while i'm fumbling along <laughs> forgetting everybody's name he does so it was kelly wallach from megabooth nigel lowry from devolver edgar serrano um from Lienzo, Chris Remo, Robin Hunicki, and Tanya X, uh, short. Okay. And uh, it, it was incredible. So, and then, so I sit down, and right in front of me is Dave Lang. Oh. Right? So he's, he's literally like right. <laughs> That's right unfortunate. Front, and he's large. I'm jealous. So I actually have to move. So you couldn't see I had the to stage move at all. Over a yeah, seat jealous. <laughs> because he was, he was, I mean, that man I'm is. So a mountain, man. a mountain man. of a man. Like I, I did not realize how large. Yeah, he he's was. a big dude. Like, not like large, like. I think he was like, a big boy, but yeah, is he like six like, five, six, six or something. He is very big, and he was wearing a Chicago, like I think it was a Chicago Bulls. I know he had Chicago Bulls oh, yeah, shoes on, but he also had a white sweatshirt that matched his bright white man. shoes, and it was. He was just like a cartoon character. It was so cool to see him. <laughs> I couldn't believe. It. I was like, wait, this is Dave Lang is right? And there was literally 20 people in there. That's crazy. It was like 20 people watching this panel, and I was just blown away. Like, I, it was so quality. It was such a great panel, and it it, it, it was really fun to watch. Um, you know, they were talking about how, you know, the Internet sucks, and <laughs> you have to be leaders to make it not suck. And, um, you know, don't work with assholes and refuse to accept it. Yeah, that sounds about and, right. It was cool. It was a great time, and uh, much partying was had. But I feel like all I've done is talk about PAX the entire time. I, I, so I wish I was bad, there, man. That sounded great. <laughs> Me too. It was awesome. I mean, um, I think, like, I was always like I was just excited to hear about this for the last couple of weeks just because my own experience with PAX was just so affirming of, like, choosing this as a career field to work in. Like, it can be a drag if you're by yourself sometimes, and it's like, what am I doing but going and seeing stuff like that is really just oh, yeah, kind of a sure. shot in the arm. Personally, I just feel like it just makes it, uh, all right. Yeah, it, it, it definitely I, it, as a content, this can be really good yeah, as a content creator. <clears throat> it really hit me where it was like, this is a real thing mm-hmm. that people do. It is not just some pipe dream. It is not, you know, and it really makes you want to make better and better. content. Nice. Right. Cause they yeah. are doing their damnedest to make a great content for you. Right. Like, those people are, getting up there on those panels and they're they're giving it all and you know kelly walk was up there saying that like i made in the mega booth because i didn't want to work with assholes <laughs> you know and i was just like man right in the fields you know i could i it, it hit home and i you just said man like these people are really making it work and it was very inspiring so um, pax is a good time you should go for sure if you it, you know, for all awesome, those people out there, yeah if you're ever wondering should I go to PAX? Just absolutely go. It it's, it's worth every single penny that you can you would spend. So, so yeah, that was PAX. Um, 
So what have you guys been up to? Let me, I'm, I'm out of breath here. <laughs> what have you guys been doing? Guys, yeah, you want to grab a glass of yeah. water or yeah, need to hydrate. Um, podcast for a minute. Yeah, let me, let me get hydrated here. What's, well, what's up, Jermaine? I think you got the, the newsier uh, um, so uh, item here. Was it last night when this amazing game got released? If, we'll get to it in news. I think it was like the, the whole unveiling of this game. But I jumped into uh, Radical Heights. Last night, with a couple of buddies, um, streamed about an hour of it. Oh yes. Um, it's <laughs> so I think they came out and said they put about five months of work into it, and you can tell. And I'm not like I'm not gonna bash it because it's extreme early access or whatever tag they gave it. Um, there is something mm-hmm. there, like there's. So this is Bosky's new entry into exactly. the battle royale There's, field yeah so give me the, yeah. give me the run because i saw this game for maybe five minutes yesterday and it was nonsense and then i was like what the yeah. heck is this nonsense and then i stopped and then today i see 15 <laughs> articles about this game and with various levels of fortnite has nothing to fear you know right. everything is fine yeah, I, <laughs> to like people saying how much they love it um, you know, I, I am directly in the middle. So the game is definitely, they looked at PUBG, they looked at Fortnite and we're like, we can do that. So they put out this game is very eighties, uh, uh, centric. It feels like an eighties cartoon. Um, the music, it's like PUBG, but yeah, double dare. Exactly. Basically. Like you can win prizes. It's, it's like kind of the, what, that's the impression that mixed, I, yeah. it's like a, what's the game? Smash TV with Double Dare with PUBG. Um, you don't find you can find guns laying around like you can in PUBG, or you can buy them out of a vending machine with the cash you find laying around. I it's 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 just so much stuff going on at once. I played about five matches with a couple of buddies, and like we had fun while we played it. But I'm definitely going to wait six months, maybe eight months, for them to get some of the polish in. Even some some uh, rooms didn't have any textures on them. Uh, the weapons look like they just dropped them in from Unity, and we're like, "All right, here's a gun. Boom, let's go." Um, the physics are yeah. all over the place, but it's goofy fun. Like, I enjoyed my time with it. I really want it to be good. I, I think. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's kind of weird is a. There's already a founders pack. I think it's like fifteen bucks. Give them fifteen bucks. I don't know exactly what you get because I refuse to give them money right now. Um, and I think that's so. It is for it is free to play. It's definitely now. free to it's play totally right now, play. and it's okay. definitely on Steam. Right, right. I encourage everyone to at least go check it out. Um, it feels more like PUBG in a sense that it's uh, the shooting mechanics um, mm-hmm. more than, and you can crouch, you can crawl, all that fun stuff. Uh, the map is probably Fortnite size, except for they do this weird thing where they, at the beginning of the map, there are parts of the. Uh, the level that are already you can't go over there or you're going to start draining your health i don't think there's a concept of a circle at least i didn't stay alive long enough to see one it's like here's this gridded off section go have fun so i i want to see what they do with that um jumping into the game there's no airplane you just fall out of sky hit the ground and you're running there's no parachute you just go that's the most hilarious thing that i think i've seen like there's no parachute and there's no fall damage so you're coming down like like in PUBG. And you just face plant on the ground at 
full like at at, at like at, full at, velocity. Yeah. Uh, what, what am I doing? Like the whole velocity. time I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, B, X, Y, where's my parachute? Where's my parachute? And then he just hits the ground. <laughs> yeah. Does a little roll and keeps on going. I'm like, all right, okay, cool. Yeah. And everybody's got like American awesome. gladiator suits on. There's an like, ultimate warrior face yeah. paint that you can put on that I, I want. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> um, it definitely has character, and I, like I said, I can't wait six months down the line we'll see what they do with it hopefully it, it has some legs and they can get behind it um but it's, i'm definitely more interested in this than i was in lawbreakers so they did something right right so this is but this i feel like they're making me, right? exactly all, the same i'm pretty mystery. sure yeah, it is it, well he's not he's not i think he's got yeah. somebody else directing yeah, it but it studio. is it's his studio it's all them. It. i think they're putting it out uh, all the development so yeah but it does feel like it's the same mistake that Lawbreakers made, right? Which is to launch into an yep. overcrowded market. <laughs> like, it's like we're going to directly compete with the yeah. biggest games what? out right now. And with Lawbreakers, it was uh, oh, Overwatch. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, wow. And, and, and now uh, they're going to compete with uh, PUBG yeah. and Fortnite. Uh, it just seems like, you know, I don't what? like it's just not a great strategy to be all Yeah, you know, especially also in a game that you need um, 100 players for it to work how it's supposed to work like i don't know right. i don't know how long like right now everybody's playing it it was like number three or four on twitch yesterday so exactly. well, yeah, it's see how it's long free. Yeah. Uh, right it's free so like everybody can touch it, and play it exactly and they uh, but like they like after lawbreakers they need a win real bad yeah. and uh i don't know if this is the strategy that they wanted to go with but i mean they 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 you know, slapped yeah. it together in five months. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's what they yeah, need to do. Yeah, I mean, do. I've read a number of, I've read probably three articles about this thing, you know, and every single one of them was just like, it's real bad. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> you know, it I is. Mean, uh, I mean, Ars Technica like trashed it's it. It's real bad. Forbes like trashed it's it. It's busted as hell. Like, was like, ooh, yeah. you know. They're so enthusiastic I mean, about it too. They're like, hey, our game's out. It's free to play. It's going to be great. And they're like, extreme i watched the game informer guys uh i watched the game informer guys play it a little bit and uh i I think it was um kyle hilliard dantak and uh leo vader and they like acknowledge the fact that it is janky as hell and not finished and broken and weird but they they were laughing a lot and having a good time as well so i mean i don't know and then like other than the fact you just face plant out of the plane (laughs) or like when you drop in that's hilarious oh yeah there's trampolines that you can jump on and then I like literally laughed out loud when I saw in the stream, like someone pulled out like some gigantic dirty hairy revolver that had like some really stupid giant tango uh-huh. and cash scope on it. <laughs> it's like, all right, all you right. know, I'm there's, there's in, some cool stuff in here. I'm kind of yeah. in for that. Like, it's worth you know point. what? I, I think that the, the genre, like the idea of a eighties ish smash TV battle Royale game, mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. Oh yeah. To me. So if if they can get it together and make it work, it, it, I don't. Know. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt for now. It's but watching people play it yeah. where they're just constantly rolling around. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, the, then you know, Paragon or yeah, Paladin. pa- Paladins. They're coming out with the battle royale pretty right. soon too. <laughs> um. I'll like just wait till E3. Okay. I like guarantee it, you there's at least three to four Battle Royale games are going to get announced. Oh, oh, there's a whole bunch more. Oh, there's going to be... I've started p- trying to play Escape from Tarkov, which is a bit different, but uh, there's that. Then there's like somebody... Oh, they're Metro. 
Um, I think, or it, it's them or the guys who made uh, Stalker are making one. <laughs> that sounds like something. I think it might be the Stalker because that Metro yeah. Survive is coming out soon. But mm. yeah, like it's just it's gonna be. It's going to be ugly oh, yeah. for the next little bit because none of these things are going to make their money back. And it's going to be sad. Yeah, and they're, and they're all I, trying I, to rush, right? Yep. Like they're trying to be yeah, like real quick to it. We got yeah, we got to be out there now, and Strike I feel like they might have misfired on it's this. It's kind of like how yeah. uh, Wow like seems when like, they were running the world and everybody tried to put out an MMO. They were like, oh, we could do a paid subscription MMO. It'll be great. And like, how many of them are <laughs> still alive? Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mm, yeah <laughs> that thing is funny yeah it's fun it it's worth giving i want it to, it oh, yeah, want it to work sure. maybe we, should, maybe we yeah. should take a look at that thing let's, let's make it happen also yeah we get together maybe have play some duo, right now some squad, squad is not up <laughs> you can only do duels and that's another weird thing I, i'm not gonna talk okay. shit about it but the friend request system is all sorts of fucked right now so hopefully the next patch wow. fixes that and hopefully they turn on squads so we can actually do some four and four action. But uh, right now it's just solo and, and duels. Well, I mean, remember they only had five months. I mean, ago, so you gotta you gotta prioritize. Exactly. Here. I'm impressed. What I'm impressed with. They did five months was long enough to put BMX bikes in it, but not to get the physics right because you can like that's busted that, as hell. That is another also thing. hilarious. Like, it was like if they can recreate a DM or a Dave Mira BMX. In this game, that's all, I'll just yes. play that. I don't even I don't need to shoot anybody. I'll just do tricks, and I'll be happy. But it sucks right now. So, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Well, I gotta be honest though. When PUBG really first came out, there was a lot of junk oh, yeah. that I kind of like. It was super broken. I kind of like yeah. that feeling of it being sort of broken. Really? You know? You know? I kind of liked how broken it felt, like where it was. It was, you know, what this is kind of really not good. You know, the way that and the way the vehicles still interact with yeah. each other is still just stupid in PUBG. It's and dumb, and, but that's part exactly. of the game now. But it's kind of like, <laughs> but I it would, felt very much like an Arma Two mod, which kind of if was, they yeah. fixed it, I kind of would be sad. You know, um, <laughs> no. So I wonder if maybe it this has realistic feeling vehicles. You got to play and let me know because I don't think it has that jank feel. It has like a bad touch jank feel like uh don't oh, okay. come on this part over here is cool like a... but less the joyful yeah frustrating like, <laughs> i i found this on i exactly. found this weird thing on the internet <laughs> feel to it yeah 90 99 cent asset swap yep exactly situation on steam <laughs> yeah it feels like that. yeah that's a bummer that's, that's less good bad. yeah so what well, else hey. well, that was it for me i was i played one oh i guess i did play overwatch didn't i <laughs> yeah which is another that was actually what i meant because that's the new um event that's yeah, going um, on right now the uh blah, 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 we just talked about this um yeah, yeah the archive event whatever that's fun. called like yeah. i wish they would do more single player i guess it's not single player co-op oriented uh storylines like this it was i said it last night on stream it was the most fun campaign like it's been better than the last two or three Call of Duties I've played. And it was literally like an hour, maybe that. Like, it was just, it was just fun. That's I think cool. it's because of those characters. Um, you can only play as four characters. Uh, and I'm not even going to try to name them because I can't remember their names. It's been that long since I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just fun. Like, three of us was in there and I was playing characters I've never touched before. Uh, Mora, I think, is one of the newish characters. She's a blast. Yeah, it's, she was fun. 
it's Moira, Genji, like the ninja yep. guy, McCree, Sombras, and Reaper. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Reaper, okay. Like, I th- yeah. Working together to take down these enemies. They had some big boss encounters. Um, a little bit of story sprinkled in. It was funny. I enjoyed it. So I'm gonna probably play that. We played it all in normal, which was pretty. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much a cakewalk after we realized what we were doing. So we're probably gonna bump it up to either hard or expert and try our luck at that. But um. Those new skins are nice. Man, I was getting yeah. yeah they, they are. They always make cool skins. Yeah. So it's PVE. That's really interesting. It's really were... good. Like I'm surprised how good it is. They've done a couple of those. I mean, like uh, for Halloween, there was Doctor yeah, Junkenstein's Revenge. Hmm. Um, there's probably been other ones that I just haven't been into the Overwatch mm-hmm. scene for quite a while. But you know, I I like that stuff. Um. I'm glad that Overwatch. Uh, I, I yeah, me too. Out. It, yeah. it just feels good. Oh yeah, you know? playing it, I was like, oh yeah, I was obsessed with this game for the first like two months, um, and it's cool now because there's I think there's what five new characters that I've never even seen that I get to play with now. So I'll mm-hmm. probably be playing a lot more of that in the near future until God of War comes out. Because God of War, yeah, God of War. It's, it's good. Wait, was that at PAX or no? No, but you know what? It may have been, and I, I didn't see uh-huh. it, but there are people playing that game on, stream? on Twitch right are you now. Yep. Yeah. I'm not looking. Co Carnage oh. played that game. Wow. He was he was playing it on stream, and that game, when does it come out? It's the 20th. this month, right? April 20th, yeah. yep. He was playing it straight oh, so, yeah, up we're on coming stream. In. Like, it was not. Man. Damn. He was playing Far Cry 5 before it came out, too. Huh. Hmm. So, hmm. I mean, it's good to be a streamer Yeah, that's right some now, good marketing there. Like, yeah, this thing. It's better to be a streamer than a yeah. than a member of the press. <laughs> exactly, that's right? for sure. You, can review, you, get, you know, I mean, he's playing God of War before any. I, I assume some press outlets have God of War. By oh yeah, right? I think reviews but, come out tonight. Uh, embargo's up. Mm-hmm. I think oh, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Um, which oh, is a yeah. good sign. I mean, if if they've given press copies out already, exactly. that means they're pretty confident about how it's going to. It review. sure looked so, good from what I saw of it. Man, it looks fantastic. Good. Yep, it's gonna oh, be yeah. different. It is. So I don't know. Like people are, it'll probably, yep, be lightning around a little bit. But uh, I think it has to be different, right? Oh yeah, I couldn't. If have... it wasn't, it would be like right after yeah. three. I was done. I don't think that. you can make that. And then the, they put out Ascension. I didn't even attempt to play that. <laughs> I don't think, uh, and that game just that format doesn't no. really work now. Mm-hmm. I don't Unless think. You're Bayonetta. So is she still that's still good, right? That's not the same. That's still, yeah. Well, I guess it's kind of, yeah. A little stylish. Yeah. Although, you know, it's got a little more yeah. of that anime to that's it. That's true. Yeah. Plus, but yeah, that's it. That's the games I, I tackled this week. That and Hearthstone, but we're not going to talk about Hearthstone. <laughs> still yeah, I dropped pretty heavy. I dropped some money on it. Not a lot. I dropped $5 on the welcome pack just because everyone said, if you're going to spend money, get that. And I was like, all right, I feel better about myself. But I mean, five dollars was it? Uh, yeah, right. Like you don't? Did you feel ripped off, or was that like, what I got? It, it made me happy. <laughs> I'll just say that I was like, oh, I can oh, make this okay. pack now. Yeah, play a different character. I got a legendary Great. for one of my classes. It was they did well with that welcome pack. Yeah, here's the little. Here's the little. Yep, face. exactly. Little I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, to man. It feels good. To Look at these animations. Look at the pack I think they gave way. you five Doesn't packs, and so I opened one on my iPhone, I opened one on my iPad, and I opened one on the PC just to see, just to see what the <laughs> different animations were. Just the PC's the best. Different. Yeah, it feels yeah. good. 
feels good, doesn't oh my it? God. They, feels good to watch it go. Yeah, pew, and then they like slowly turns around. Oh. Epic. And I'm like, yeah. Ooh, I don't even yeah. know what that card is. You gotta click on every it's a little screen. You gotta shake. click on every oh, yeah. card, and then when you when you flip the legendary one, it's explosion. Yeah, it's really evil. Feels good, doesn't Super it? Super evil. Yeah. And the new expansion comes out uh, tomorrow, I believe. Um, no, it's at the end of the month, I think. Is it? Oh, good. So I'm gonna ignore that game for a while. Um, that's good though. I love it. Witchwood. Yeah. That's right. Witchwood. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was trying to remember the oh, name. Oh no, you're it right. Moss. It is, it is Moss. Oh, you're right. damn it! I'm wrong. Sweet. No. I'm an idiot. All right. Well, no. you could have kept that to yourself. <laughs> well, well, and um, well, yeah, I'll mean, see you guys nice uh, in the you. month. You could, you know how, you know how much you, you could get seventy packs no. for fifty. Yeah. This close last night. If you pre-launch it, you still have time. So here's yeah, the evil shit. Not over. On the iPhone, like it, all it would have been is a thumbprint. Damn, just push boop, man. And it would have been in my, I would have had it. But I was like, no, you know what? It's linked to, you don't even have to type I know. No. Just, just, just say yes. Just, yeah, just hit the button. Blizzard. Think of how much. do we have like a just little port oh, yeah. in our foreheads. Yeah, just you like, just plug think the game of how many just, packs. It's like, oh, I kind of want that. And then they just take your money. And it's That's fun. a lot remember, of packs. Remember how good it felt to open those five? It would be amazing. What if you could do that 12 <laughs> more times? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would do <laughs> This is some kind of like right? messed up Milgram I'm experience. I'm just going to have a stream of me I'm opening terrible. like 100 packs. I'm like, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> it feels so good. I mean that's what people do. I know. Right? They they. I I may have. They do it for magic cards too. I may have watched one of those streams because I just wanted to know. I just wanted to. This is a dark hole What's I'm going like? down. I need to stop. What's it like to open seventy Hearthstone packs? I need to stop. It probably feels real good. <laughs> I need to stop. My brother-in-law is not a gamer at all, but he's obsessed with, uh, um. Soccer, oh, FIFA? The, uh, FIFA. I'm trying to think of what. Oh, uh, no. yeah, FIFA and watching card packs. Like he, like he loves. Uh-huh. He doesn't play the game. I think he's got a 360 or something like that. So he plays whatever version there is of that. But he'll go and sit on YouTube and watch kids open packs of FIFA cards. I don't understand. I gotta be honest with you. You know what? Just literally a day or two ago, I don't know if it was yesterday, or the day before, somebody followed me on Twitter, and their YouTube channel was. Um, I don't know if I followed them. I can't remember how that. Maybe they got retweeted onto my timeline. I think that's what it was. And their YouTube channel was them opening Pokemon card packs. Oh wow! Right and and uh, gotcha. You know the gotcha boxes. Yeah. From, you know, but they have those for Pokemon where you like order a pack and you get a whole that bunch of little. Pokemon. Dangerous too. And I watched mm. this this girl open Pokemon packs and these gotcha boxes for a good. Go ahead. Third. Oh no! Yesterday. What? And I realized, and then I looked up and I was like, what? Where am That's I? Awesome. What just happened? That's some good content. And I, it's some like weird capitalist version of ASMR. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and I had to message yeah, her. I, like... I, I sent her a message on Twitter and I was like, I don't know why. I just watched 30 minutes of your content, but it's good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't get it. I mean, how do you not have a million? So- how do people not watch yeah. this and get super hooked? But I, I don't know. It's weird, man. Maybe like you just need something about watching people open. You shit. just need one. You just watch it one time. And you're like, I'm good for like six months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but what if you say that? What if you could? I could quit anytime. Right, I could I'm quit not... anytime. All right. Where's my phone? No. Forty nine ninety nine. That's not even fifty. Uh, honey, what's this? Forty nine ninety nine. Don't ask. Don't. I can't. 
yeah, groceries. Man. It was definitely yeah, essential groceries. What's Blizzard? It's ice cream, and I was really hungry. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's how they get you. If oh, like if God of War wasn't coming out, I probably would have did it. But I know I'm gonna ignore all other games for however long it takes me to beat God of War. So yeah, it looks great. Yeah. What else? That's a, so you got a switch. Yes, yeah, switch. I did get a switch. Yep, uh, it's right here. It's uh, it's, it's Ooh. beautiful little it switch. Uh, I think he just like has it in, uh, a, in a pocket. Yeah, you know, like maybe I I brought it. Yeah, it's got it's right under my uh, my monitor. I like right to now, think actually. that Ian um, like wears Jinko jeans. Oh, Jinko with a giant I do. pocket, and he just they go he just puts it right in the in side fact, and carries it around. I got them specially made. They go they go right <laughs> up to my nipples. You can't see them. I, mean, I can't, but Jinkos. Uh, <laughs> That's a good look. Uh, so then it's just, and then it just goes down see, from there and out. Are they still so jinkos? it's like, so I look like it's like the top, my arms and head coming out of a traffic gun. Oh my gun, god! Basically. They still make jinkos. Uh, I'm sure I think they They're do. Actually, eighty-four dollars. I don't want them that bad. Jeez. <laughs> they were eighty-four dollars. Uh, yeah. Twenty years yeah, ago. That's too man. much for a joke. Uh, I don't know how that works, but yeah, they were popular. Yeah. Let's, let's get off the jinkos. Weird time. I'm sorry. I think we talked about this, but that late, yeah, that that late '90s, early 2000s, oh, rough, rough period rough. culturally some, for the United States. Yeah. Stuff what was Let that uh, going on? You know. So all right. So but yeah, I, yep. I went and bought a switch. I really like it. Um, I'm, you know, I, this is retread of this time exactly last year when everybody's kind of getting blown away by it. But all that stuff is true. I, I really think it's an amazing little. Device, I got um, the Switch nice. and Breath of the Wild. So I've started playing that, uh, which is a beautiful game. Um, I'm Again, it just blows me away that I can hold yes. it in my hands and be playing a yeah. game that complicated um, and, 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 and beautiful while I'm like lying in bed at you know, 11 a.m. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so again, this has all been uh, uh, sort of you know, covered in uh-huh. depth over the past year. The w- only thing that I'm not super crazy about are the controllers. I'm not a big fan of the joy cons because I have like large, yeah. stupid same caveman here. grubbers and they don't work super problem. great yeah. with those, but, yeah. um, so a pro controller is probably well in my future. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, the, I, I'm real happy with how seamlessly it plugs into the TV uh, and it looks great. Uh, uh, on a 65 inch mm-hmm. uh, LED, so um, so that's yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, super happy. I, I'm still kind of getting used to the fact that it'll throw you throw like motion controls uh-huh. at you every once in a while. Like I don't expect that. So like with the aiming and the camera and some of the puzzles and the yeah. shrines, like all of a sudden, oh wait, the my relative there's right. an accelerometer <laughs> going on here, and I have to pay attention to where. Yeah, that's a little weird, but. Uh, Honestly, like I didn't think I was going to like that, but it works better yeah. than I thought it would too. So uh, it hasn't made me as mad oh, as I uh, thought it would. But how far in yeah. the Zelda are you? Not far. I've been screwing around a lot. And plus I've been busy this past couple of weeks. I haven't been able to sit down and just like right. jump into it. So I've, uh, where am I? Um, I haven't done any okay. of the beasts yet, but I think I'm about to nice. take on my first one. Um, so I had to figure out what I want to do with that. But I'm, yeah, I'm just about ready to take on my first uh, yep. divine beast, yep. I think. Cool. So, so game is, good stuff. That game is so good. Yeah. It's, you know what? The other thing that I really love about it is just that if you think you can do something, yeah, you probably trippy. can like, 
Yeah, like it'll just probably work. Like, uh, what if I threw a bomb into that tree and blew it up? Then all the apples fall out, and exactly. that's exactly what happens. Like, you know, it's just, you know, there's weird. It's just incredible that they've made a system of physics and objects that interact so well. Like everything has. I don't know how they did it. If it was a system of attributes that, uh, it, but whatever, everything works with each other and knows yeah. what each other is basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's very surprising, delightful things that can kind of happen on the fly that I, that the game kind of creates just because you're kind of right. bouncing around in it. And I think that's yeah, really man, cool. That game is, so, which is very art. unlike another Zelda game. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It, it, the other thing with it, like anybody who played that game when it came out and then didn't think it was the best game made that year, just either didn't actually play it or has no soul because or, that game is or played horizon zero dawn anyways uh what's the next tar- or the yeah. original <laughs> sin too yeah. uh but uh so look i the love one thing that, that i thought guy, yes, when, that year was so insane. yeah that year was nuts. what the heck it was like, a good year didn't mario uh, come out like, that year what are we doing yeah that, come on what the hell <laughs> yeah what what uh, happened i don't know like did so many we got spoiled. This year's gonna <laughs> suck. <laughs> when twenty sixteen was really good too. Yeah, anyway, but, but uh, I I really kind of thought when I knew it was gonna be a game of the year contender just because I have this kind of PC cynicism about Nintendo products where they just get graded on a curve because they're Nintendo. Turns yeah. out they're actually really good. Yeah, like for real. Zelda's so, real good. Yeah, and, and they didn't play good. it safe yeah. at all. No, they went ways hmm. that they didn't have to it is not a forgiving game no it's actually very, very no it's, it's very not hard and i walked into that game thinking like this is gonna be a dumb game for babies and then i just promptly got my ass handed <laughs> to me by Gabos, some like uh rock guardian or something yep club, you like a seal they will just oh, and they look so happy yeah. about it when they do just it too like, those jerks and then link just like yeah like, like he's just a he's like, i mean <laughs> oh on the ground that sad ass music he, plays and like oh. yeah dude he really looks like what, like in any skateboard wipeout video yes, that you've seen. Yes. He looks yeah, like he that. Gets... Like if some kid, like fourteen year old, tries to grind a rail down a set of stairs and falls it's off, horrible. he looks exactly like what happened. I mean, he's just it's like really broken and, and bleeding in so many different ways. Yeah, like, poor Zelda. Terrible. Yeah, poor, so. it's not poor Oh yeah, and there's Zelda. just shit that will one shot you. Yeah, no joke. So, no, I, I, I have been uh, chastened. And, and humbled by uh, by Breath of the Wild. It's very good. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the other old game that I've been playing is uh, Dying Light. Went back to that because they released a whole new set of content for that, um, which is now a three-year-old game. And, Isn't it uh, wild that that game is that? It's 20, 2014, it's nuts. right? Is it 2014 or 2015? I think 2015, yeah, but I could be wrong. It, it may be 2014. 20, February 2014, yeah. 2015, I think. Anyway, right. but it's yeah. it's, you know... Over three years old, and it's still getting a ton of support from Techland. So, um, but that's a very, very good game. And one of the things, again, uh, sort of like Breath of the Wild. I mean, they're thematically mm-hmm. fairly different, but um, but it's more about um, like the, who cares about the story? The story's dumb. <laughs> it doesn't like you don't really right. care about it that much. Uh, but uh, I think I, I watched a um, a great commentary on it. Um, by um, uh, Noah Gervais, mm. and uh, he kind of talked about how uh, 
the game is about going from place to place and it never like it always makes that interesting so you don't necessarily want to be fast traveling even though you can no you can't there's no fast travel uh, except between different zones i think once you get to the following there's fast travel but in the main city of haran you know it's infested with zombies you're doing parkour which kind of feels clumsy but it works i mean like i I think it feels clumsy like it should you're kind of hurling your body against you know shacks and corrugated roofs and uh and and rail cars and things and it feels a little bit uh imprecise in in the way that i think that it probably would actually feel to be running around like that and um and so you're kind of just given a bunch of interesting encounters on your way to wherever you're going and and you're never able to kind of put it on autopilot and um I don't know. I've been really impressed going back into that and, and kind of poking around. It's hard. Another difficult game that, um, or it starts off pretty rough and then it changes as soon as you find firearms. That kind of makes a radical shift in the way that you play. But The uh, difficulty curve of that game um, is wildly inconsistent. Um, it's very weird. Yeah. One of my probably few criticisms of that game is that at the, the beginning it is damn near impossible <laughs> before you understand like how it works and then then you will be playing it and you will bump into humans other humans who are until you figure out how to kill them are damn near impossible to kill. <laughs> but but it's weird yeah. because the game actually gets easier the longer you play it because you're you're getting like sort of persistent skills right. and it, it the the difficulty then the difficulty basically falls off cliff and it's just breeze you just breeze through most of it um and it is this combination of the skills that you're unlocking through the tree, but also your own fl- mm-hmm. like fluency in the rhythm. I think of that it's creating for you, and um, I think it's great. Yeah, it's I a good one. So, uh, also, there, there's yeah, there are very few games that make the sense of you know their scary moments, like their intensity moments, work as well as that game does. Mm. When when it is nighttime in that oh game, my God, and right, you are yeah. being hunted by the things, it is very intense and very scary um and it's open world um, too so that's which hard is, to do with like that open you know something like amnesia yeah. or something like that it's a little easier or like alien isolation like they have a set and like you're trapped in this set and they can make you go the way they want it to go you know but dying light it does it sort of organically um which always impressed me a lot about that game another thing that noah pointed out in his video on it uh which i thought was very uh, insightful was that a lot of the elements in the open world of dying light are like taken whole cloth from other games. Like the, it's literally the lock picking mechanism from Skyrim and fallout. Um, there's a lot of the same kinds of stuff that, uh, far cry introduced. Um, but he said that by, uh, starting at a baseline of game mechanics that players already understand and are fluent in, you're able to build on those right from the start. So you're able to introduce new ideas without tutorializing through like, you know, um, you know, your own spin on like how you're going to do crafting or how you're going to do weapon management or like, or, or, or or locking. Everybody already knows what to do on the basic level like Mm -hmm. that, or the game that it assumes you've played Far Cry and it assumes you've played Skyrim. Um, And so it are, and then it just immediately starts uh, adding ideas on top of those which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, another game that does that. So, uh, I always th- I always felt like when I played Dying Light, it felt a lot like Darksiders um, in a way that 
you know it's derivative in a lot of ways but it it's better for it in a weird way where Darksiders mm-hmm. it, it's just rips off a lot from a lot of games you know it steals from Zelda yeah. it steals from um, other of those you know it steals from God of War to be honest and, and a couple other ones but yeah but by using that sort of shorthand you know where it's like oh you know how this works right like you can't go here until you get this unlock or you know here's how the combat works and you know they don't have to teach you a bunch of stuff so they can just sort of do weird things and it works. Um, I love Dying Light. I can't wait for them to make another one. I I think that people will look back on that game sort of like they do with Far Cry 2, and they'll say, this is what kind of made, you know, this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that game is very imp- – I like Dying Light a lot, and I think it's sort of underappreciated, although it sold crazy well, uh, apparently. Yeah, long, it did. Long tail, did so. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, and I, I think it that justifies and validates the fact that that t- tech lines continued to support it um, as robustly as they yeah, have. They pulled an Ubisoft um, before it was cool, right? Like they, they've been. <laughs> yep, they did. They've been running that thing for a long time. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been like it's basically been like the first year post release for any other game for three years yeah. now, um, and uh, it, that's I think respectable. So if we're going to have games as services, then this is the way to do it, I think. Keep, keep making your game good and so, people will keep buying it. Exactly. Yep. Um, all right. So so what else we got? Let's look at a couple of little little stories that came out that, that we've got in our document here. Um, oh, yeah. You know. Uh, I mentioned uh, uh, <laughs> Sam Fisher. Yeah. You can now, uh, of, of uh, Splinter Cell fame. Uh, I, I checked this out and I've, I've I tried the mission out. He's now in Ghost Recon, Recon Wildlands. There's a mission you can get where he uh, where he pops up and you get to actually go and meet Sam Fisher uh, in a uh, unit ad base. Uh, and he's like he's he's all silver haired. He's got a beard, but he's still got the, the stealth infiltration <laughs> suit and everything. Uh, and it's it's Michael Ironsides doing the voice too, which is of course it is. freaking amazing. He's so good. Um, Why? And there's this. What are, the Ghost Recon is the weirdest. That game, Wildlands, is a weird thing. Yeah, it's a real weird game <laughs> because the Predator is in that game now too. What the? Is he still? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you can still play the, that the mission. Predator. Yeah. You can still play that mission. Uh, you go and like, uh, there's you find a girl in the jungle. I went and test. I thought this was a limited time event too, but it's still in there. Uh, if you go and find this chick in the jungle, she's freaking out. And then you start seeing like skulls with wow. spines attached to them, like hanging from trees. And you're like, man, the cartel's really <laughs> fucked up. And uh, uh, then all of a sudden, you kind of come across a crashed spaceship and you have to go further. Like, and then the predator music starts kicking in. It's insane. And then you have to put your uh, um, thermal vision on that to be able to so see awesome. where, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's real dumb, but it's amazing. Did they it's announce amazing. that beforehand so, or did they just let people stumble across it? You know what they they ah. fucked up because they announced it. And what they should have done, I think Alex Navarro from the Beastcast uh, talked about this, but he said they should have just like put yeah. that in there and not said a word Had to be a and let people viral. freak That's the hell so out about good. it. Oh my yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that's I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and and so they put out so. some. That's a, that's a cool thing, right? Like I think that hidden DLC like that is a, a neat idea that hasn't really been explored. Right. You know. 
Like Capcom mm-hmm. actually put out some hidden DLC this week. I don't know that people know. Uh, in that, in the form of a Nicki Minaj track. Uh, whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Um, nope. Did not. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. That yeah. Is, Did you see the cover of this? It's it amazing. Is, uh, I got. That is a a cover. Well, <laughs> do I need to? I mean, it's very Nicki Minaj. Incognito. Definitely. Yeah. So Nick Nicki Minaj announced a track called Chun Li, um, which. I'm not sure. I mean, I gotta imagine Chun Li. Dubious legality. Yeah, there's gotta be some. Let, let me. Let me. Uh, let me look at this. Here. Yeah, you, you might want to. Uh, yeah, you might want to incognito that one. It's it's quite suggestive. Okay. Yep. What That's say. what I thought I was gonna. I do. mean, it's fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's exactly what you would. Think. I mean, the connection yeah, is thighs, exactly. right? Like that's okay. Well. Right? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, so how's the I mean, song? So is the song good or? Oh. Okay. I don't think it's out yet. Uh, it, or. So I wasn't able to find it before the cast, but it, I may be wrong. But she announced this. This is this is the internet now. Yeah, we announced. She announced announced the single, but it's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> at 10 Get hyped! Okay. Get ready. I'm kind of. I want to see what it's about. I like Nikki. I, I like, love Nikki for whatever Minaj. reason. Nikki Minaj like cracks me up, and I don't know. She bumps. So agreed. It's, it's pretty, pretty wild. Nicki Minaj is doing it. Like I think it's her and Cardi B like kind of fighting each other yeah. at this point. Right? Like there's an escalation of ornaments that's happening here. And I'm not really sure where it leads. Mm. But I'm Well and then like Rihanna will drop it a whole yeah, album and just exactly. kill everybody. So I mean that's what'll happen. Anyway. It's, it's very interesting. So we'll see. Do you think Capcom's gonna come a knocking? No. You think do you think they're just gonna let it roll? I think they might just let it go. <laughs> I, I mean, what are they? Are they gonna? Are they gonna fight her over Street yeah, Fighter Five? Exactly. Right what now? they should ask. You know what they should ask her? Is I don't they think they should. The yeah, and she'll be like, uh, they should pay yeah. me, maybe. Oh, you can't. Or throw a Nikki skin on, or Chubby. put her in Monster Hunter. I don't know. Put Nikki Minaj in Monster Hunter. There's Hashtag that. We got to get this going. That's the million dollar idea. I'll buy it on right PC there. day one. That's, uh, day one, hundred percent. Day one pre-order content. Oh, that'd be crazy. The Nicki Minaj and Monster Hunter. <laughs> Man, she's just going to be in all the Capcom <laughs> games. So she gets the song Chun-Li. She's on a song called Monster. Like, she's ready. She's ready to go. Yeah, she's ready. She's ready. There's, yes, we got to do... This is the, the greatest yeah, synergy fuck idea. you, Drake. We got Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Let's get her to play... Yeah. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's get her to play Radical Heights. That game... Nicki Minaj plays Radical Heights with... Who? Probably Cardi B. Got it. Yeah, who's gonna be? Uh, oh wait, yeah, with streamer? Sort of streamer with Mark Summers, yeah. the producer of Double Dare. <laughs> no, we're gonna get <laughs> get her to play with Vincent. Slimed on stream. Yeah. I don't understand. Oh <laughs> wait, hold on. This is a whole new. We going? Is, we're, we're gonna get a whole new crop of listeners. We're gonna get we banned on this path, We're gonna get right? banned from Twitch. This is not. We don't. I think we're gonna get a <laughs> big ass deal from NBC. <laughs> <laughs> the checks are coming. Yeah. The mattress money. Here yeah. comes the mattress Bring money. It. Oh man, good lord! Oh man, derailed. Yeah. All right. Uh, the only thing else I had on the list was there's some dumb tanks DLC for Arma that just came out. To, I mean, it's real. Like, if you're into Arma, was there hey, never tanks, tanks in Arma? And I'm kind of excited because was there never tanks was in that? Arma? There were, but they like um, these are better. The, okay. Like it was pretty limited. Like these are better tanks. Yeah, that's this is the DLC. These are better tanks. <laughs> They've got like fully modeled 3D interiors. Okay. 
uh, periscopes and like you know you'll be able to look at like your you know it's yeah. hardcore nerd Let's go. military sim stuff so but yeah that's out i was supposed to uh review it but they haven't gotten back to us about code so i haven't checked it out yet but uh if i do uh maybe we'll get to that some other time you want to talk about some tanks? yeah i want to hear about these tanks let's go for yeah, let's go for chun Li, you know Nicki minaj the tanks. to uh the tank the tanks. we gotta get gotta hit them all man bad transition bad yeah, bad whiplash transition. whoa whoa <laughs> yeah these guys gotta so hit them all is there anything they won't discuss but hey look you want to you want to start strong and end strong i think uh you know, that, <laughs> in that with helps. the tanks Armor three. Uh, so, so anyway, that's all so I had. Two guys. two things that I I saw that was really interesting. So Witcher three is getting a new patch for PS four. Um, mm. It's going to add HDR support. Oh nice, which is neat. Um, I I as one of the the people that have an HDR monitor. Um, oh yeah, you know, I like to see HDR getting added to into anything. Jeez. Um, and this is another. This is sort of a, a sort of niche thing, and I don't know that a lot of people use this site. I do personally very heavily. Um, Steam Spy is done. Um, That's so, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steam Spy is an analytics website mm-hmm. that um, gives you a very very detailed um, statistics on owners of games, how many people own them, how much they play them, um, ratings, things like that. Um, due to the backlash that I think we're seeing from the, the Facebook privacy stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Steam is shutting down access to the information that Steam Spy uses to function. That sucks. Um, so they're so they're done. Um, a lot of uh, mixed mixed sort of opinions about this. I think everybody's really sad that Steam Spy will be gone, but they understand why Valve is doing what they're doing. Um, you think that uh, Valve a- would uh, spin up their own? Steam Spy type. Well, I mean, it probably wouldn't be in of, their best interest. <laughs> well, they kind of. It would be cool if there was an API call that could take the anonymized data rather than pulling it, because the change is basically that you can opt, you can go to your profile and say, "Hey, yeah, make my information public," but by default, okay. it's going to be off. Yeah. So the fact that it's going to be a, a cho- that that ruins the statistical model that right. Steam Spy runs on. Uh, if it's just going to be people who opt in, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's nothing that would stop Valve from funneling that through something that mm-hmm. made it anonymous or something. Yeah, I would have to see. But I mean, they, I, I think this is, uh, you know, I, I say the Facebook thing, but it's mostly GDPR, you know, yeah. the, the privacy regulation in the EU. That's that's mm-hmm. really that's probably the the catalyst of this. But I mean, this just is killer for developers, right? Like this is just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Real bad for them. So hopefully. Yeah, Steam can sort of figure out a way to to present that data in a way that isn't like bringing people down. You know, so it sucks. But I mean, from their perspective, like oh, yeah, it's valuable. Exactly. So I mean, they could look at it as proprietary industry data. So I mean, there's yeah, it's a, which is it kind would be of a I feel like that's Valve's default. It, but I mean, I don't. It would be, but I'm I'm my feeling is yeah, that they just won't share just keep it, it because they'll that's kind of Valve's yeah. default. Uh, yeah, especially with a kind of a these other uh, sites or game selling applications that are coming out, like Razer. I don't know if we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Razer's yeah, got a like, game store now. Yeah. I kind of want more game stores just so Steam doesn't have a monopoly, but I'm still I just going to buy it from Steam probably. If 
I'm being honest. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I want there to be I want there to be competition, yeah. but none of them even come close. I kind of don't want to be no, from not, the Razor. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I'm not going to talk about Razor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to shit talk Razor, but I just don't think that's the right no, place for a storefront. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. The only other thing that I had that I think is really cool is they added Red Dead Redemption to the X Enhanced for Xbox One. Yes, thanks uh, for reminding me. I'm going to download Burger. that right now. Yeah, so, so that looks so, so it gets good upscaled too. To 4K, oh which God. is uh, that game is sweet. Yes. and man, I tried to play it literally a month ago uh-huh. on PlayStation Now because it's basically the only way that you can get it now. Um, and mm-hmm. it was trash. Oh no, it looks terrible. It looks I can't so imagine that bad. Was fun. Like it's man, it's like it's tough to go back and play that stuff, you know. And um, from what I've seen. That graphic and update might be enough to where I could. Nice. Game, yeah, I'm gonna download that before I go to bed. Red Dead Redemption is one of my favorite games of all time, too. Yeah, mm. that's just a. Yeah. That's all I got. But some cool stuff. Yeah, man. You know, stuff is happening. Some sad stuff of the, the Steam Spy thing is a bummer for developers, mm. but I I think they'll I think that does something suck, will, yeah. will replace that. I have a feeling. So, I don't think Valve is silly enough to just turn that off and not do something. But hmm, we'll see. So that's it. We're so analytics driven now too, yeah. you know, everything. I mean, the, the developers are going to be starved for something to yeah, use they'll, they'll, just they'll for metrics, you know. Yep. I I yeah. I I'm convinced that Valve will, will replace it. But, you know, they got to do what they got to do to comply. Mm-hmm. Um, they got to be able to sell games in the UK. Exactly. <laughs> Can't exactly just stop yep. doing that, so they got to figure it out. But I, I think they'll they'll work it out. I have faith. So. All right, guys. Anything else? Anything else burning on your minds? You guys good? Yeah, man. No? I think we got it. All right. Well, we'll be back again next week. Yeah. With with more video games, video games. to talk about. Nope. Maybe I'll go to PAX again. Yeah. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just go <laughs> yes. to a different PAX this week. I'm just going to make a PAX in my uh, backyard. Maybe put some Sweet. consoles out there. there. Sweet. So, um, Johann Sebastian Joust, maybe. Uh, it'll be great. <laughs> wow, it's a deep pull. Yeah, man. I, Many people are like, "What the hell is that?" Go look it up. It is. Yeah. I only played it once, and that one time was amazing. So, <laughs> all right. So many, many places that you could subscribe to the cast if that didn't drive you away. That, that deep pull there. Um, amazing if, reference. Uh, you could you can get us on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. We would love to have some more reviews on iTunes. We know there are at least. 15 of you listening yeah so please get on there give us some reviews we'd like our little star rating it you know it would just make us feel good for sure to think about um so we'd love to have that um you can get us on vgwam.com we're always posting episodes that you can also if you're only listening to the audio version you get us live in true technicolor (laughs) see the men behind the madness the madness I had to think of an M word um, <laughs> on the site as well. I'll, we're posting the video of the, the live records. Not They don't sound as sultry sweet, but you, know, you can see our lovely faces, and that's cool. Um, so you can where can they find you guys? Like if they want to hear more of just you, maybe they just can't stand me or, you know. Where can they? I'm available in text form on Twitter at iBoudreau. 
What about you? What about you, Jamal? Uh, you can find me on the weekends on Twitch, uh, Kryptonite, on the Twitch channels, and um, on that page there's a bunch of other links, so a bunch of other stuff. But uh, that's where I'm at nowadays. All right, and then you can find me also on Twitter at, at Michael underscore underscore Benson. Also streaming on Twitch at Michael Benson. Just one word, no underscores. Um, and that's it. We'll be back again next week. Thank awesome. you for coming. See you. Thanks for being here, gentlemen. Oh, thank you. It's, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. Good to have you back, man. All right, guys. Goodbye out there. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.